welcome to episode 11 of the Brains Report podcast. It's a beautiful day here in Lansing, Michigan. I'm your host, James Brains. Um, it's it's a heck of a day. It's it's about 90 degrees, um, and I have everything turned off. I have the fans turned off. I have the window closed. It's a hot box in here because I want to make sure the sound quality is good. I This is actually my 70th time recording this intro uh, because there was some static uh, in there for some reason. I, I'm very concerned about your ears. Um, I, I hope you're cleaning them. Anyway, in today's very special episode, we take a closer look at the Netgear Orbi Voice Mesh Wi-Fi system and the future of home internet connectivity, Wi-Fi 6. We have two interviews. The first is with Amit Rayleigh, a senior product manager for Netgear, and the brains behind the Netgear RB Voice. In our second interview, we talk to Netgear's Vice President of Product Management, Sandeep Harplani, about Wi-Fi 6 and the NetHawk family of routers that are in the process of being released. After the interview, I'll share my experience with the Netgear RB Voice mesh system. Now that we have our ducks in a row, let's get into our first interview of the show with Amit Rayleigh. Welcome to the Brains Report podcast. Today we're talking to Amit Rayleigh, who is Senior Product Manager for Netgear. Netgear is a computer networking company based in San Jose that has locations all over the world. They are best known for their routers, but they also offer switches, wireless access points, and more for businesses and homes. We're going to talk about the Netgear Orbi Voice Mesh Wi-Fi system today. Welcome to the show, Amit. Hi, thanks for having me on, Jim. So I, I like to put my guests on the spot immediately and uh, see if they they use the the product that they they are kind of working on. So what what router do you use in your home? Well, not surprisingly, I have uh, Orbi at home. Um, I actually. Um, since I dog food a bunch of our products and new software and things like that, I'm actually running two different Orbi systems at home. Uh, completely overkill for my house, but um, you know, I, I like to just make sure that uh, I handle all of our customers' you know unique cases. So I'm running an RBK50 uh, with two Orbi Voice in two different parts of my house. Awesome. So I. I'm often surprised that people know so little about routers. Uh, like I've been asked by asked if uh, people just plug the router uh, into their computer and then they instantly have internet. They don't seem to understand that they need the ISP and the modem as well. Uh, so for the uninitiated, uh, can you give us the basics of what a router does? Absolutely. So a router is basically a device in your house that you use in conjunction with a cable modem to get internet into your house. Um, a router can actually be have you know connected to the internet in multiple different ways. You can plug into it with an ethernet port. Uh, and some routers actually also have um, Wi-Fi antennas and you know the capability to get on to the internet wirelessly over Wi-Fi. Okay. That that kind of clears it up for, for I'm, I'm sure, some of the listeners. Uh, what would you say to people who just stick with the router provided by their internet service provider instead of shopping around? 
Good question, right? Um, so, I mean, typically when you get an, your internet connectivity from your service provider, whoever that service provider is, you do get an option to, to rent this device from, from your provider. Um, the question becomes, you know, do you really want to get that basic router, which, you know, may, may not support all the latest uh, protocols, not have all the latest features, or, you know, you can go out and buy your own router, which you can pick and choose for, your, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, and, and you can buy it and have it for yourself rather than renting this device from your provider. So the immediate uh, benefit there is obviously in the long term, you save money, but not only do you save money, but you can get the latest and greatest technology. You can get it to cover your entire house and even outside of your house. You can use uh, your own router to you know, add additional capabilities into it, uh, like, for example, having a, an integrated voice assistant into it, um, or even maybe have a cybersecurity solution in, all integrated into your router. And all of these are things um, that are available today um, on the market. Awesome. Yeah, I, I always find it weird that people stick with the router that they rent through the ISP because, like you said, yeah, it is it ends up being more expensive in the long run. And uh, usually it seems like the ISP has some sort of deal with the router provider and it may not be the best router for someone's specific home. So yeah, if, like you say, I feel like it, it makes sense to shop around. Um, Absolutely. Sure. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna ask a couple questions about your background on me. Uh, what, what were you doing before you joined Netgear? Um, I've been working in, in several companies around in the Valley. I've, um, you know, I actually worked for a service provider, you know, very early in my career. Um, also worked for another Wi-Fi manufacturer that was more um, on the enterprise play. But I've done a bunch of things in product management. I also worked in a, an IoT startup that uh, just immediately right before this. Uh, but I guess uh, I saw the opportunity here to at Netgear to really um, – you know, solve a bunch of you know problems that I think that uh, people had, and and really it was you know I, I was working from home for a different company, and and the problem that I saw was that in order for me to um, get connectivity in one part of the house where my study was, um, I needed to run Ethernet cables all the way across, and you know you know spent the whole weekend you know in my attic you know under my house to run Ethernet cables to where I needed to be, so when Netgear kind of uh, approached me about this role for the Orbi, it's like oh my God, I mean, this is absolutely perfect. Rather than, you know, spending that weekend um, running Ethernet cable, I could have been, you know, just run down to my favorite retailer, um, bought that Orbi and just kind of gotten, solved the problem with a, you know, it was like 20 minutes worth of work. Um, and that solution really appealed to me because it, it solved a real problem. Um, and this was way back in when Orbi was introduced in, in 2016, um, and the last uh, two and a half years that I've been here, I've just been, you know, adding more and more capabilities and more and more features um, into the Orbi lineup. Um, you know, frankly, it's like this is the broadest lineup of, of Wi-Fi systems or mesh Wi-Fi in the industry. Um, and it's been a really exciting ride in order to kind of solve people's problems and, and add to the capabilities of the Orbi system. Awesome. You you answered a bunch of questions I was going to ask, so that's great. So um, just to clarify, were you brought on, on board at Netgear specifically to work on the Orbi? Yes, I was. Absolutely. Okay, so you've been there from the start? Right. I, I, Orbi was announced, I think, in uh, September 
of 2016 and I joined uh, in October. Okay, awesome. And so uh, I think you kind of already touched on it, but what, what is the goal of the Orbi product line? So really the problem is, the, and what it solves is, is where I kind of want to start. You know, um, most people get um, their internet service dropped off somewhere in their house and, and they don't typically get to choose where it's dropped off. It's where the service provider drops it off and it's usually wherever it's most convenient to the service provider. So you it's, move into your it's house. In our, it's in our guest room, which is a terrible spot. <laughs> Right, exactly. Right. And, and what you really need is that you need the Wi-Fi to be available where you are. Right. Right. Now, how do you um, how do you get the Wi-Fi from there, you know, wherever it is to wherever you need it? Um, you could, number one, do, you know, what I initially did, which is run a really long Ethernet cable, buy some equipment in order to put it where, you know, somewhere in the middle of your house or in your living room or in your bedroom, you know, wherever you want to spend time. Um, but. The, the alternative really is, you know, the, an Orbi, right? Because it has this thing called a dedicated wireless connection. So you put the router, you know, wherever the, the service provider drops off their wire, and you put the other piece, you know, wherever you need it, right? Um, it can be in a living room because you spend a lot of time there. It, and you could plug in your 60-inch TV into the Orbi satellite and kind of be done and solve the problem there because that's really the optimal use um, of of, of your networking connection, right? Um, I, for example, have my Orbi voice in my living room because, hey, um, it's right next to the kitchen. That's where I'm spending a lot of time. My kids use it to play a bunch of music while they're, you know, listen, while they're having dinner. All my electronics are in that area. So my TV and my Apple TVs and all those electronics. I spend a lot of time there, and that's where I want to consume it, and that's where I want the best connection. Um, and rather than running an Ethernet cable there, I just kind of dropped off my or be voice there and plugged everything into the back of it. And I was done. Awesome. Yeah. We, uh, like I said, our, the ISP ran the, uh, fiber optic cable right into our guest room. Uh, they didn't really give us many okay. options. And then, uh, my wife and I both have our offices on the second floor of the house and our five-year-old son's bedroom happens to be right between the offices. So that's where we have our Orbi voice and he just loves talking to Alexa. Um, which brings me to my next question. What makes the Orbi voice different from other, uh, I guess, mesh systems out there? So this is the first and only shipping system um, that has a voice assistant built into it. Now, if you kind of take a step back and say, um, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of benefits that you have with having a voice assistant in your house. You can get, you know, weather, you can, you know, change, turn on light bulbs, you can play music. Um, and you think about all these things like, you know, thermostat, you're, it's all connected over Wi-Fi back into the cloud. So really there's a bunch of different capabilities that, that, that you kind of want to consolidate into a single device right now with this single device in that area of the house where you're spending a lot of time you can use your voice assistant the alexa in order to turn on lights and play music and do all of those things um, but the other cool thing that that uh, we just introduced with a software update uh, i want to say about a month ago is uh, a cybersecurity solution right so um, we partnered with a company called bitdefender which is one of the leading um, cybersecurity companies out there to basically bring those capabilities to um, the Orbi. And we were branding this the Netgear Armor solution. 
Um, and really, if you put all of these different components together, this is sort of the ultimate building block for your smart home because it, number one, provides the um, connectivity to everything. It provides an integrated voice assistant. Um, it provides an audio feedback and it secures your house from, you know, cybersecurity attacks. And that's really all the different four, you know, pieces of, of the, the chair that you want to build your, your smart home on. Yeah, I, I've, whenever I get a, a new smart home product to test, I, I look at it and I'm like, what, what am I going to do with this? Why, why do I want to be able to talk to my router? But over time I found I, it, it becomes incredibly useful. Like I, I start to rely on it. Um, and I don't know, I'll tell it to, to tell my vacuum to my robotic vacuum to start working or, or turn the lights on in the kitchen or unlock the front door. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. We're, we're living in this Jetsons world. <laughs> um, right. I mean, it, oh, isn't that true? Right. I mean, it's the ultimate, um, um, lazy man's, uh, tool, right. You know, it's like, I don't know how many times I've kind of been in bed and it's like, Oh, it's, it, it's too cold to get out. So let me change the therm the temperature in my house. And then I use my, or be voice and tell Alexa to, you know, change the temperature, it, you know, once then they, then you hear that heater kicking in and it's like, Oh, okay, now I can get up and, you know, get started with my day. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's definitely useful. Um, so what, what were some challenges you faced bringing the Orby voice to market? It was really a pretty technical, complicated product. And if, you know, if you take a step back at it, I mean, there are, are all sorts of dedicated voice assistant products that are out there, right? Um, and, and, you know, different companies make them. It, it's, they've grown like crazy over the last couple of years. But then you kind of think about what, um, um, what we're trying to do here. We're trying to have uh, a Wi-Fi access point, which is, you know, fairly standard thing. But we're trying to introduce a different kind of capability directly into it, which is how do you put, you know, build it in a way that um, not only provides great Wi-Fi, as everyone has come to expect from an Orbi, but you also have to make sure it fits, you know, the speakers and and all the the perfect audio resonance from it, so it sounds good wherever you put it. You know, we we could have gone out and just um, stuck a cheap speaker into it with a couple of mics, but that's not what we wanted to do. We didn't want to make a conversational product. We wanted to pro make a product that, you know, you would put in the middle of your house and people could look at it and listen to music and interact with it um, the, the way that you're used to interacting with, um, with a voice assistant. We didn't want to cut corners. So how do you do that? And how do you do that in a way that makes it look good and makes it, you know, you, something, a product that you want to have in your living room or on a, in your bedroom and things like that. So the aesthetics were super important. We wanted to make sure that it didn't, you know, one, the Wi-Fi capabilities didn't interfere um, with the voice assistant capabilities and vice versa. So we took our time to do this. And then the software integration of, of building the Amazon SD, the Alexa SDK directly into um, um, the software that runs the Orbi was the you know, third challenge and making sure that um, it could still hold traffic without, in, without interfering with um, your audio stream. That was a huge challenge. But we made sure that, you know, we tuned it adequately, made sure it had the, um, all the CPU resources that it needed and, and optimized that. And that took a long time. It took about, a, um, about an 18-month project in order to get this out the door, actually. Wow. Yeah, I, I 
appreciate the the quality of the speaker. I know we've uh, had some impromptu uh, family dance parties because of it. Um, it's it's a nice, yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> Um, now we're going to move into the part of the show where I uh, ask questions that uh, Brainiacs have posed. Brainiacs are followers of the Brains Report podcast. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. AJ Walilko uh, asks, what do you think of the availability of alternative firmware? Uh, good question, right? Um, I, I think there's some types of routers out there that are capable and, and can handle alternative firmware. Um the challenge there is that, is that you've got to really go through a ton of testing and validation before you kind of get through a point where you get some of the more advanced capabilities onto it. Like, for example, you know, it's not a trivial effort for us to make sure that um, um, one access point talks to another access point and, it, and traffic gets routed optimally. Um, so we're not actually, we don't actually support that on the Orbi today. Okay. Uh, but there are Netgear routers for which it is supported. Okay. Uh, Mark Van Dellen asks, what are the best Wi-Fi router names you've seen? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, if you do a quick Google search on, you know, some of the funniest uh, Wi-Fi network names, um, you'll, you'll come up with a, a rather interesting list, you know, things like FBI surveillance van and... Uh, Classic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Wi-Fi, you know, things like that. It, it, there are some, but uh, I, 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 let's keep this PG-13 here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I think I have some near me where uh, it's, uh, they made it look like a, a person or a monster or something using like different symbols. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I'd want to go in and uh, type that every single time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Bill Klein asks, what is Wi-Fi short for? There is no fidelity involved in digital signal transmission. What are you hiding? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a really interesting question, a really good question. Um, you know, I don't actually think Wi-Fi stands for wireless fidelity at all. I think um, uh, if you really want to be technical, Wi-Fi is really short for 802.11. So if you want to go around saying 802.11, then, you know, that, that, that's fine. <laughs> I prefer calling it Wi-Fi. <laughs> and by the way, 802.11 is the IEEE standard that, uh, that basically goes, talks about exactly how Wi-Fi should work and, you know, how things should connect and things like that. So um, I personally prefer Wi-Fi rather than, you know, letting out the inner geek in me and calling it 802.11. <laughs> Cool. Well, I'll, I'll start uh, next time I talk to Bill. I'll I'll start calling it eight oh two eleven. So uh, we're gonna we're moving to the final section of the podcast where uh, I ask five quick questions. These are five questions that you can answer quickly or as as long windedly as you'd like. Um, but I like to ask each of the guests this. Uh, the first mm -hmm. question is. At what time of day do you do your best work? Good question. That's, that's, that's unusual. Um, 
I like to come in a little bit early in the morning. And, and you know, that's when, um, you know, it, I, it's most focused time. That's when my coffee is the warmest and it's just about kicking in. So I like to kind of get going at about 8.30 to 9. And, you know, you know that gives me about a good hour or so uh, before things get a little hairy around in the office. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, the morning times is when I'm the most awake. Great answer. What habit do you have that you think improves your life the most? Wow. Um, that's, um, that, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I, I love to run. And uh, when I run, um, I don't have any music. It's, I typically just go by myself and it's just alone time for me to let my mind just sort of wander. And, you know, of course, it gives me sort of, you know, the physical exercise, but it's also a great mental, um, you know, exercise for me because my mind is just kind of open space and just kind of in its own place. So I get a lot of creative ideas when I'm out on the raining, on the running trail. Yeah, I'm slowly getting back into running and my favorite part is being done. <laughs> I always feel great <laughs> af afterward. Um Always feels like a real yeah. task, but I'm kind of a bigger guy. <laughs> uh, question three, what has been the most effective method for getting the word out about your product? You know, just talking about it, you know, if it's, um, it, it's Wi-Fi has just become sort of like the, the next utility, right? And the cool part about it is just uh, hearing people's problems and saying, hey, listen, if you, tr if you do this, that, and the other, and it's not just about a product actually, right? I mean, it's about solving people's problems. And when you solve their problems, they go about it and, and start to share that information with their friends. And that viral is, you know, information is, is just, you know, um, super cool and, and, and it kind of adds to it. It's a multiplying effect. Yeah, word of mouth was kind of the original uh, viral, I guess, post or whatever. Um, the original social media, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, question four, how much TV do you watch in a typical week? Wow. Um, you know, it, I'm a huge sports fan, so it kind of changes depending on, you know, the seasons. Um, uh, right, if there's a good game on, uh, I'll, I'll probably spend about an hour or two, you know, watching the game. Go Sharks, by the way. Um, <laughs> so last night I was spending, I spent a couple of hours in front of the TV watching that one. Um, it was a real entertaining game. Um, but then, you know, you can kind of get into the summertime and it kind of dwindles. Um, oh, oh, by the way, also depends on uh, if there's a good uh, Game of Thrones season going on. And so you know that I'm focused on, on that for the last few weeks. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I actually just started watching Game of Thrones and um, uh, just started season two. Uh, <laughs> okay. So um, You're in for a treat. Yeah. You're in yeah. for a treat. And I, I'm remaining open to spoilers because I feel like it helps me understand what's going on better. <laughs> my my wife, I'm watching with my wife and she's seen it all and read mm -hmm. all the books. So uh, mm -hmm. she's, she's explaining stuff to me. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, question five. Uh, what do you think the world needs more of? Wow, um, empathy. I think uh, I think it's sometimes too easy to kind of jump to conclusions without trying to understand what, where, and what the other person's coming from. And uh, I think spending a few more minutes just thinking about um, life in the other person's shoes is uh, is I think the, it, it'll make life a lot better for everybody. I think. I agree completely. Uh, 
Is there anything else you'd like to tell listeners? No, it's, um, I'm ha- happy to be here. This has been quite entertaining. Um, um, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much, Ami, and best of luck with Netgear. And to you too. Thanks. You just heard our interview about the Netgear Orbi voice, but we wanted to dig a little deeper into Netgear's newer offerings. So we have Sandeep Parpalani, the Vice President of Product Management at Netgear, to talk to us today about Wi-Fi 6 and the NetHawk or the Nighthawk AX family of routers that the company recently introduced. Welcome to the show, Sandeep. Thank you for having me here. Glad to be here. Great to have you. Um, first of all, Sandeep, what router do you use in your home? Well, that's a great question because uh, that's uh, part of the privilege that I have uh, of uh, this job is that I get to try out uh, new routers and uh, whether my family members, my wife and kids like it or not, they get to experience uh, the latest routers. So I am currently trying out uh, our latest announcement, which was the Nighthawk Tri-Band AX12 router at home. It's, um, it was announced, but it's uh, going to be shipping by next month. And um, the, the key thing, the, the new thing about this router is it's a tri-band router with the latest Wi-Fi 6 technology. So it allows me to separate out my kids in a separate Wi-Fi band while, so that they can play their, uh, all their online games and, 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 and Overwatch and everything while uh, we could be in a separate Wi-Fi band uh, watching our uh, Game of Thrones or um, whatever is the latest uh, binging on the latest uh, video streaming stuff. Sounds great. And, and we'll get uh, more into that in a little bit. Uh, before... Uh, we we get too into the the latest Nighthawk offerings. Um, I so while I was doing research for this interview, I I hadn't heard of Wi-Fi five before, so I was surprised to learn that it was a thing. And before we get into Wi-Fi six, can you tell us how the name Wi-Fi five came to be? Great question. So um, Wi-Fi Alliance. Um, has been uh, our active body in terms of uh, defining some of these this, these things, um, decided that they needed an easier way to communicate to end customers about the Wi-Fi technology. So typically we had like 8.2.11n, 11ac, and now 11ax, and, and it was just uh, too difficult for a typical customer to keep up with, and they needed an easier way f- for customers to understand it. So the current Wi-Fi technology which is used in most of the routers is 802.11ac, and that was renamed as uh, Wi-Fi 5, and the next generation, which is 802.11ax, was renamed as Wi-Fi 6. So it makes it easier for customers to understand. They actually went back even a step further in terms of renaming it 802.11n as Wi-Fi 4. Mm-hmm. So now you're very quickly able to understand in terms of which are you on the latest Wi-Fi technology or not without getting into that uh, alphabet soup of uh, A, N, A, C, or AX. I know I appreciate it. My, my, I, I felt overwhelmed when I'd see like the 802.11, whatever alphabet soup, like you said, was after that. And yeah, it was hard keeping track of that. I, I appreciate the, the new naming convention. 
Um, so what makes Wi-Fi 6 special? Uh, how does it improve upon Wi-Fi 5? So Wi-Fi 6 is the latest uh, Wi-Fi technology, and it is trying to solve one of the biggest issues that we see, um, which, which hampers the performance in, in a typical smart home or connected home, is the number of devices that have gone up. In terms of you have a capacity issue as you have more and more devices within the home, whether it's your IoT devices, uh, your IP cameras, your Alexa um, or, or uh, voice assistants, your smart TV, almost every device in the home today is uh, which is got which is connected to the power is getting a internet connection or getting a Wi-Fi connection or will hopefully sometime get a Wi-Fi connection. So our typical homes are becoming very crowded in terms of the number of devices. And Wi-Fi 6 is really designed to solve that capacity issue in terms of making sure that as you have these different devices with different requirements in terms of Wi-Fi connectivity and speeds, so if you have your um, your, your smart TV, you want to be able to watch a 4K um, movie on it, while at the same time you might be having um, an a IP camera, which most of the time may be just be uh, not having much, much data transfer on it. So the data transfer needs are different, but the connectivity needs are, are, are different and so on. So how do you make sure that in a typical home with all these multiple devices and running simultaneously, how do you get the best performance? And that's the key problem that Wi-Fi 6 is solving is this capacity issue. It's, it's about, it's four times better performance than Wi-Fi 5 and it's uh, that ability, the key ability, key problem that it's solving is this capacity. The other issue here that Wi-Fi 6 solve is um, growing interference. So in my typical home uh, in place where I live, uh, when I turn on my laptop, I see like 15, 20 different Wi-Fi networks. And all these Wi-Fi networks are interfering with each other. So Wi-Fi 6 is a lot more robust in terms of handling these interference, making sure that for whatever reason, if the Wi-Fi um, is bad on a particular channel, it doesn't impact all the devices. It basically breaks up that entire Wi-Fi into different smaller channels, and if you have a problem on one um, band, it doesn't impact uh, one channel. It doesn't impact others. It's almost like you're breaking up into various lanes, and you're making sure that if there's a problem in one lane, it doesn't impact others. So overall, the robustness of the Wi-Fi 6 is better. Capacity is better. The data speeds are, of course, also better in terms of its support for 160 megahertz. It can it can go much faster. Wow, that that I'm excited to try it out. Uh, so, would the average consumer be able to tell the difference uh, going from Wi-Fi five to Wi-Fi six? So, um, yes, of course, in terms of the performance, but mm -hmm. even more um, interesting, one more interesting thing that Wi-Fi Alliance has done is has actually created with this Wi-Fi five and Wi-Fi six on your phones. Now, if you're connecting to a Wi-Fi 5 router or an 8.2.11 AC router, you'll actually see a notification which shows Wi-Fi 5. Or if you're connecting to the latest 
Wi-Fi 6 router, it will show you Wi-Fi 6. So oh. customer will actually be able to understand looking at their phone on which Wi-Fi network are they connecting to. So if you have a latest phone which supports Wi-Fi 6 and you're connecting to a Wi-Fi 4 or Wi-Fi 5, then clearly you are not utilizing getting the best out of your Wi-Fi network. Okay, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. Are there uh, many devices out there on the network, such as laptops or smartphones, that are running on Wi-Fi 6? So there have been uh, devices already announced, the um, Samsung Galaxy S10 already supports Wi-Fi 6. Um, we also saw a bunch of announcements during Mobile World Congress um, where uh, uh, laptops with uh, Wi-Fi 6 were announced. And Lenovo announced a bunch of uh, laptops, ThinkPad laptops with Yoga, uh, Yoga laptops which support Wi-Fi 6. So we are already seeing these devices coming in across different types in terms of smartphones, um, Wi-Fi uh, laptops, and we should see more and more devices being available later in this year. Okay, so it sounds like Wi-Fi 6 really is the wave of the future then. Um, do, how about uh, security though? Does Wi-Fi 6 help improve security? So Wi-Fi 6 in itself um, is uh, it, it is does not cover that, but there have been some additional developments which uh, which will definitely help in terms of improving the Wi-Fi security. Uh, it's WPA3, the Wi-Fi protected access. Uh, WPA3 is a replacement for the current standard, which is WPA2, which is used for connectivity between the end device, your smartphone or your laptop with the router. And it uses a higher level of encryption, a 192-bit encryption, which ensures that you are um, protected against any kind of hackers and so on. So WPA3 is coming in um, a similar uh, time frame, and uh, uh, our Wi-Fi routers, the, the Wi-Fi 6 routers, will also support WPA3. So even though it's a separate technology, but it is being it is almost coming in at a similar time. So most likely, when you buy a Wi-Fi 6 router, a NITK Wi-Fi 6 router, you're also getting a better Wi-Fi security with WPA3. Okay. Uh, so, Sandeep, uh, earlier you mentioned that uh, the Wi-Fi 6 will help deal with interference from other Wi-Fi networks uh, around you. Um, will it have an effect on a router's coverage area? So there are multiple things that impact the coverage area here, um, and, and it varies from home to home. Um, but Wi-Fi 6 has a few key things that will help in terms of better coverage. One is the fast data speeds. Um, so it supports uh, 160 megahertz band as compared to 80 megahertz. It's almost like doubling the number of lanes that you have available. So that gives you a significant boost in terms of speeds. So on your mobile devices, um, with support for 160 megahertz, you can actually get a speed up to a gigabit. So you're nice. getting a bu uh, bump in terms of speeds itself. The second key thing is in terms of uh, better handling of interference. So 
that allows that even if you are in a crowded area with a lot of Wi-Fi interference, you're actually able to get a much, much better coverage and a much uh, uh, better usable coverage in terms of streaming 4K videos and uh, um, uh, uh, faster uh, connectivity. Um, so all of these things should really help in terms of providing better coverage for a typical Wi-Fi 6 router. Okay, and one more uh, Wi-Fi 6 question. Uh, I know a big concern with uh, mobile mobile devices is battery life. And uh, I, I thought I read something that Wi-Fi 6 could help with the battery life of laptops and other smart devices. Uh, is that true? Are you able to speak to that? Yes. So it, it is... Uh definitely has Wi-Fi 6 has better or improved Wi-Fi efficiency. And the way it has better efficiency is because um, Wi-Fi 6 is able to talk to multiple devices at the same time. And that's how it's solving that capacity issue. Typical Wi-Fi 5 routers, uh, each router was talking to one device at, a, at one time, and then it had to wait and wait for a clear signal and then talk to the second device and the third device. And that was inefficient uh, as well as the same, for the, sending the same amount of data, that device had to be const, uh, sending um, data for a much, much longer time. So if you have the same file size, you have to really take much, much longer with Wi-Fi 5. With Wi-Fi 6, it supports uh, what is called as a technical term is OFDMA, which allows it to talk to multiple devices at the same time. And uh, what, of course that's what does how, OFDMA stand for? Do you happen? OFDMA is, is a technical term in terms of uh, orthogonal frequency division multiplexing in terms of, uh, uh, which, which is a technical term for saying that it can talk to multiple devices at the same time. Okay. So it uh, <laughs> combines, uh, rather than talking to one device, rather than router talking to one device, it's talking to multiple devices at the same time. And that's how it solves that capacity issue. But while it's solving the capacity issue, it's also making the transmission much much more efficient so uh, you're, you're able to transmit the same amount of data in a much much lesser time and that's how the power consumption is reduced because on all your devices whether it's your iPhone you're trying to play a YouTube it's able to download that video much much more faster and go back to a sleep mode and that's how it will give you a much better improved power efficiency on all these devices especially on the end devices Wow well, that sounds great. Um, so let's kind of switch gears. I know Netgear just introduced a new line of Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers, and I'm looking forward to testing one out in the near future. Uh, can you tell us a little about the Nighthawk brand, like how long it's been around and what consumer needs it was designed to address? So Netgear has been um, in the market uh, for more than 20 years now. Uh, it actually spun out of uh, Bay Networks uh, and was uh, started out focusing specifically on the consumer market, selling at that point in time dial-in modems and has made that transition from 
those dial-in modems to Wi-Fi routers to uh, cable gateways. So we have a complete line of products now that targets the consumer, home consumer, as well as small business. Um, Netgear is now a market leader in the space with uh, uh, the highest market share in U.S. for uh, consumer Wi-Fi networking products um, and uh, has a full portfolio of uh, products covering any kind of networking products from Wi-Fi routers, cable gateways, uh, cable cable Wi-Fi routers, modem routers, adapters, power line, or uh, your switches, NAS products for um, for, for the small businesses. So we have a full portfolio of products targeting the typical consumer home as well as uh, small businesses. Okay, but but how about just for the Nighthawk brand specifically, um, what, what what's special about Nighthawk? So Nighthawk brand was introduced um, almost now three to four years ago uh, where we we felt that there was a need for as people are moving and more having more and more devices they have uh, needs for uh, better connectivity within the home uh, i was just reading uh, a recent survey that was done with uh, millennials and uh, they were asked uh, if you didn't have food for six hours and you had an option to get food or get wi-fi what would you like and almost 100 percent of them said they would like the Wi-Fi. Now, of course, they said once they got Wi-Fi, they can order food. But <laughs> that's a key point in terms of Wi-Fi is something which has become uh, almost basic and essential requirement, uh, like your power, your water, and your electricity, and so on. It, it's a basic need that drives all your devices within the home. So Nighthawk was really um, built in terms of making sure that we provide a way for customers to get the premium set of Wi-Fi routers that they can believe in and say, this is, this is, this is something that can help me in terms of solving my Wi-Fi connectivity issues and is, uh, uh, is the latest and the best in terms of technology. It's a complete set of uh, uh, products now, and we continuously add new products, new technologies to it. So the entire Wi-Fi 6 line is called the Nighthawk AX uh, product line, which has been introduced and will be talked, uh, and, and something that uh, I think you have been reading about. Yeah, uh, so from what I understand, there are going to be four, there are four new routers coming out, the RAX 40, RAX 80, RAX 120, and the RAX 200. What's the difference between these, and how will consumers know which is right for their home? So, um, yes, so we have these four different routers. Um, uh, what you gave are the model numbers, RX 40, 80, 120, and 200. Uh, maybe an easier way for a consumer to understand would be what we call as Wi-Fi streams. So we have introduced, uh, these are Nighthawk AX4, which is RX40, Nighthawk AX8, which is eight streams, is uh, RX80, Nighthawk AX12, which has got 12 streams, and uh, uh, is RX120, and then you have the tri-band, which is also an AX12, with 12 streams of Wi-Fi. So it gives you a whole portfolio of products for customers to choose based on their need in terms of uh, 
what number of devices they have, how big their house is, how many, uh, how do they use it in terms of uh, um, if they're card cutting and so on, how critical is this Wi-Fi. They have a whole portfolio of products. So AX4 to AX8 to AX12 basically tells you about the number of Wi-Fi streams it supports, and that has a direct impact in terms of your speeds that you will see, the maximum speeds that you will see on your on your devices, as well as in terms of the coverage that you will see for that. So AX4 is four streams. It's two streams of 2.4 gigahertz and two streams of uh, 5 gigahertz. AX8 is four streams of 2.4 and four streams of, 2. Uh, of 5 gigahertz. So it's double that of AX4. And then AX12 has actually got eight streams on 5 gigahertz and four streams on 2.4 gigahertz, which gives you the best coverage for 5 gigahertz bands, which is which is what typically gives you the fastest speed. And then you have the latest one, which is the tri-band, which has got one 2.4 and two 5 gigahertz band. And the biggest benefit of this tri-band is that it allows you to separate out traffic. You can basically either keep um, um, a set of devices, your kids' devices on one Wi-Fi band, and keep your devices on a second band. Or you can let the router choose in terms of the best speeds and say, this is the fastest speed. Uh, products that are there, devices that are there with the latest technology in terms of Wi-Fi, and they will be automatically put into those into those routers. So a tri-band AX12 would be strongly recommended for somebody who has a lot of devices, um, typically kids, teenagers using it. So in, in my home, uh, while I'm watching TV, most likely my kids are on YouTube and so on. And then the TriBand AX12 ensures that they are on a separate traffic and allows me to get the best performance across all these devices. AX12 gives me the best coverage in terms of uh, because with the 8x8 uh, on the 5 gigahertz, the 8 streams on the 5 gigahertz and 4 streams on the 2.4 gigahertz, um, AX8 is uh, a powerful router with, um, with with eight streams. And then AX4 is the entry-level product, which uh, gives you the latest in terms of Wi-Fi 6 technology, ideal for maybe smaller homes or uh, if, you, if you're living in an apartment. Okay. Uh, I think that, that clears it up quite a bit. Thank you. Uh, so I test a lot of routers for work, um, for reviews. And I found uh, single routers don't tend to provide Wi-Fi to my entire home. It's a big old house with three stories and 4,000 square feet. Uh, will Netgear offer a mesh router system with Wi-Fi 6? Or will the NetHawk routers be able to reach every corner of uh, a home without satellites? So Netgear has a mesh portfolio of products, which is Orbi. Um, mm -hmm. Orbi is um, a complete Wi-Fi system. So it basically has a router and w multiple satellites that you can connect to. So the biggest benefit of this mesh system is that you can take your router, um, put it wherever you're getting your internet connection, take the second satellite and maybe put it somewhere central to your home. And this ensures that between both of them, you're actually getting a full coverage. So as you said, in your case, where it's a larger house, um, a Wi-Fi mesh system uh, like Orbi 
will actually give you the best coverage in terms of uh, um, giving you almost the same speeds that you're getting from your internet provider throughout your home. So um, for the Nighthawk Wi-Fi um, 6 routers now, pretty powerful, and, and, and uh, especially with uh, the 8 streams and 12 streams, you should have a very good coverage. But in the case, in, in case that your internet connection, your, your cable connection, your fiber connection is on one side of the house, and you're having issues in terms of connectivity at, at the far end uh, on your smart TV, we, we provide multiple options. Uh, the best option here would be to take our Nighthawk mesh range extenders. Nighthawk mesh range extenders work with any uh, router, not only just uh, Netgear router. And the key advantage is that it uses the same Wi-Fi network name as your main Wi-Fi router. So you don't have to have a hassle in terms of having different Wi-Fi network names or uh, um, moving from one Wi-Fi network to a second router, a second Wi-Fi network name. All, all these things happen seamlessly. As you move around in the home, uh, when you're close to the main Wi-Fi 6 router, you'll be connected to that. As you get closer to the Nighthawk range, uh, Nighthawk uh, mesh extender, you will actually move automatically to that without dropping your connection or without uh, without the customer even coming to know about this. So the best option at this point in case you have issues in terms of coverage at the farthest end would be to use the Nighthawk mesh range extender, which give you that similar capability as like Orbi does in terms of providing your full mesh coverage with the flexibility that it can be connected to a Wi-Fi 6, to a Netgear Wi-Fi 6 router or any other router. That sounds great. So I just had a thought occur to me. Uh, would Is there interchangeability with Nighthawk in the Orbi uh, models? For instance, uh, could I use the Orbi voice satellite with the Nighthawk uh, Wi-Fi 6 router? So we are going to introduce a universal mode on um, Orbi Voice, and it's it's going to be coming uh, sometime later as as uh, as an option, which will allow you to use the same Orbi Voice with um, a Nighthawk router, um, and uh, it's 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 an option that's coming up in the future. Um, which will allow that capability. We already have introduced the universal mode for our outdoor Orbi satellite, uh, which allows you to connect to an Orbi network or to connect to a Nighthawk uh, uh, or any other Wi-Fi router, actually. Great. Sounds like there's some exciting stuff coming down the road. Um, so is there any talk of a Wi-Fi 7 at this time? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I think uh, we have our hands full right now with Wi-Fi 6. There's a sure. lot of stuff that's going on with a whole new uh, uh, set of products and then a lot of exciting things happening on the client side. I think uh, um, in the, in the, the whole industry is very busy in terms of making sure that we can make this transition from Wi-Fi 5 to Wi-Fi 6, which, which I believe is, is a huge step in terms of solving um, the current issues that the customer has, which is which is really in terms of those 
connectivity issues or um, issues in terms of buffering that they that they see, all those issues should be significantly improved with this transition to Wi-Fi 6. So, um, not yet, uh, or at least not that I'm aware of at this point in time, but uh, I'm sure somebody is, is working on already the next generation somewhere. Well, sounds great. I, I'm okay if it takes a while. I'm still wrapping my head around Wi-Fi 6. So, <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to tell listeners? I think the key thing that we, uh, the, the reason why you have this whole portfolio of uh, Wi-Fi 6 products is uh, our intention is if you're in the market looking for a Wi-Fi router at this point in time, you should be looking at the latest technology. Because what you don't want is when you buy your next iPhone or you buy your next uh, uh, smartphone um, or your next laptop, it should not happen that you find that you're not able to get the best speeds and the best performance um, because your Wi-Fi router is not uh, uh, based on the latest technology. So this is a bit of a future-proofing and, and making sure that as you upgrade, you upgrade to the latest infrastructure to make sure that it is capable of uh, running your newest devices at the fastest speeds that they are capable of. So, and, and, and it has huge benefits, huge benefits in terms of solving some of these uh, problems that are coming up, so, uh, which, are, which are typical for a current customer. So I think Wi-Fi 6 is the way to go. And um, interestingly, we have a full portfolio that goes from uh, retail price of 199 to 599 um, and uh, meets almost every requirement whether you're living in a small apartment uh, or you're living in a big uh, house yeah i'd say uh researching for this interview i uh all signs pointed to like moving toward buying a wi-fi 6 router if you're in the market for one right now so yeah i can i can definitely agree with that uh, well, thank you so much, Sandeep. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and best of luck with Netgear. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me there. Weren't those some great interviews? I think so. So now I want to get into my review of the Netgear Orbi Voice. And let me say that this is currently my favorite router. Uh, I keep coming back to it after I test other routers uh, because it just works so great in my home. Uh, set up for both of the units, the main router and the satellite, um, and downloading the app, the whole setup process took a total of 10 minutes. Uh, we decided to put the main unit right by the modem on the first floor, uh, which is probably where most of you will want to put it. Uh, the other, the satellite unit, uh, was in my office on the second floor. But this was not central enough, and internet-connected devices would lose connectivity on the other side of the house on the second floor. Uh, so we ended up moving it, and for several reasons, we moved it into uh, my five-year-old's room in the center of the second floor. Um, I One of the main reasons I did this is because uh, I really didn't like having Alexa near me. I didn't like her hearing what I had to say. Uh, I don't like her eavesdropping. Um, also, I didn't like it uh, when she'd talk to me. Uh, and a lot of times, my five-year-old Bucky would come into the uh, my office and start talking to Alexa, and it would disrupt my work. Um, and he had a blast with Alexa, so 
hey, let's let's put her in in Bucky's room, and he had fun. Um, Alexa would tell him stories. Uh, they they'd have long conversations uh, about all sorts of deep stuff about existence and meaning, uh, and the absurdity of beyond or the nothingness beyond absurdity. Um, the speaker was cool, and Bucky had fun with it. Uh, and but really, I could take it or leave it. I really liked the sound quality. I thought it was great, and it. I like that it wasn't just an afterthought. Uh, it's designed by Harman Kardon, a reputable company. So, yeah. Uh, with routers, I'm much more concerned with uh, how does it do with internetting. Uh, it, I found it had excellent coverage in my 4,000 square foot house. And it's rated for up to 4,500 feet. And it, it seems like it could definitely do it. The maximum speeds I reached were 293 megabits per second download and 349 megabits per second upload. And this was over Wi-Fi and it was actually 25 feet from the satellite. So I wasn't even like hardwired to the router or anything. This was Wi-Fi. Uh, so pretty, pretty decent speeds. I feel like most people would be happy with that. Uh, I was even able to get good enough speeds to, to stream video a uh, hundred feet from the main router in front of my neighbor's house. Uh, the numbers for that were 24 uh, megabits per second download and 17 megabits per second upload. Not blazing fast, but surprisingly good for being uh, next door. So another test I did was I ran every device in our house, uh, so, so nine in total, uh, phones, PCs, tablets, Xbox, uh, RAM, all with high bandwidth demand uh, media. Uh, so I had videos playing, I had video games. Uh, I think those were the main things I had going because those were the biggest draws. Had them all running at the same time and no issue, nothing getting booted off or anything. Uh, it seems to be able to handle uh, the demands of several devices at once. Uh, the biggest negative to me for this was the parental controls. Uh, they have you use Disney Circle, uh, which is a separate app. So you have to download a separate app in addition to the Netgear app, uh, which is annoying uh, since I like to keep the clutter off of my phone. Um, in order to get the full use of the Disney Circle, you have to subscribe, which costs $5 a month and $50 per year. Uh, whereas with some uh, other routers, they provide you with parental controls without any subscription. Um, this, but, but the Disney Circle does provide a lot of different uh, tools. Uh, there's usage tracking, and you can limit time spent on the internet for certain devices on your network. Uh, you can, without a subscription, you can view history and block content based on age category. Uh, the big downfall is though, the blocking stuff did not work on my PC. Um, it did not block any of the stuff I tried to block. And uh, it did work blocking content on my phone, though, so that was kind of cool. Um, so overall, I'd say at around $400, uh, this mesh system is pretty expensive. 
So I would only recommend the Netgear Orbi Voice whole home mesh Wi-Fi system. If you have a larger house, I'd say 3,500 square feet or more, and you, or you want super fast Wi-Fi, or you just like the idea of having a nice Alexa-enabled speaker in your, in your home that extends your internet coverage. Um, those are kind of the, the main three use, use cases. Um, where I, I would justify spending so much on a router. But overall, it's, it's a great device. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it and glad I have it in my arsenal. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please visit the show notes at brainsreportpodcast.com for links to everything we talked about this episode. If you like the show, please share it with your besties. And if you want to reach me for any reason, send an email to brainsreport at gmail.com. Take care.